Welcome to Sky Women. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers, a wife, mom, and board-certified OB-GYN. This is a place to educate, empower, and inspire. Join us each week as we share the power of women's stories. Real women, real stories, real inspiration. Put on your stretchy pants. Let's get going. Hey, Sky community. Welcome back to another episode. Thanks for joining me today. I hope everyone has enjoyed their spring break. If you're in the state of Texas, you probably have had your spring break and um, I hope you've made some good memories with your family, no matter how simple it is um, or how elaborate your trip was. Um, Okay, so today I wanted to talk about a couple of things. Um, Coming back to um, the vulva and to labial adhesions, because that seemed to be a hot topic uh, last time when we brought it up and talked about the three different things typically that we see with um, the labia, but specifically clitoral adhesions. It might surprise you to know that very little is taught about the clitoris in training, in OB-GYN training. And who owns this organ, right? In terms of who's taking care of the clitoris. Is it your OB-GYN? Is it the urogynecologist? Is it the urologist? Like who who owns this organ and can help you when things go wrong? Um, So it's very interesting to see the frequency of clitoral adhesions across the ages. Um, And... So I have changed how I do my pelvic exam since taking the genital pelvic pain course with um, the International Society for the Study of Women's Sexual Health and actually look for these things and identify anything that I find abnormal and actually have my nurse hold a mirror so that you can see and we talk about it um, so that you understand what's going on. But clitoral adhesions are common but often overlooked. Um, And again, it's a lack of knowledge, a lack of understanding of how to examine um, this condition occurs when the clitoral hood, so that's the prepuce, adheres to the gland's clitoris. So if you imagine the clitoris is, embryologically, it's equivalent to the penis, okay? And so if you imagine a penis that hasn't been circumcised and that little hood that retracts with erection, so same kind of thing with the clitoris and that clitoral hood. So <clears throat> whenever it the clitoral hood adheres to the glands clitoris, to the actual body of the clitoris, um, or to the glands rather, leading to, it leads to this closed compartment of space under the prepuce. And in there, you can get this accumulation of squamous cells and get this um, material called smegma, um, keratin pearls, irritation, er- erythema, and infection. And women who have clitoral adhesions can experience discomfort or pain of the clitoris um, clitoral hypersensitivity or hyposensitivity, so either it's o- more sensitive or less sensitive, difficulty with arousal, and a muted or absent orgasm. Recent research has showed that shed new light on the issue of clitoral adhesions and their treatment, and one study published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine explored the effectiveness of non-surgical lysis of adhesions for the treatment of clitoral adhesions. Uh, Non-surgical lysis of adhesions involves the use of a topical agent, such as a steroid cream, to dissolve the adhesions, restore normal clitoral function. I also like to prescribe vaginal estrogen because it's my my go-to tagline that every vagina loves estrogen. Um, And I think that in conjunction, they work very well together. Uh, So the study found that non-surgical lysis of adhesions was highly effective in treating clitoral adhesions, 
with a success rate of 90%. That's pretty impressive. Patients who underwent non-surgical lysis of adhesions reported significant improvement in clitoral sensation, pain, and orgasm function. Um, the study concluded that non-surgical lysis of adhesions is safe and effective treatment option for clitoral adhesions. Despite the high prevalence of clitoral adhesions, the condition is often overlooked and underdiagnosed, as we mentioned. So many women could have this and not actually realize it um, because sometimes there's no symptoms or the symptoms are mild. And if you experience um, women who experience discomfort or pain during sexual activity or have difficulty achieving orgasm should consider consulting with a healthcare provider to determine if they have clitoral adhesions, um, if that's the underlying cause. So you might say, well, who would be at risk? Why would I anticipate or think that, that this might be something that uh, is pertinent to me, right? If you have a history of painful intercourse, if you have a history of recurrent yeast infections or urinary tract infections, if you have lichen sclerosis, if you had blunt perineal or genital trauma, if you have a decreased free testosterone, so that would be a blood test, um, if you're menopausal, if you've long-term used oral contraceptives, and if you have other sexual dysfunctions, including like a persist persistent genital arousal disorder, <clears throat> which is characterized by dis distressing genital arousal that's not associated with sexual interest or thoughts. So those are the, some of the risk. Patients um, can be screened for clitoral adhesions on a physical exam by retracting the propuse to expose the entire glands and the corona. Often this isn't examined. Um, and take it from an OB guy who started residency in 2006 and never learned about this until 2021 when I became a fellow of the International Society of the Study of Women's Sexual Health and learned the proper technique um, for exam and lysis adhesions during the genitophilic pain course recently. It's really changed how I perform a pelvic exam and how I explain pelvic exam to patients drastically. So it's more common than you think. Previous studies found that prevalence of clitoral adhesions was 33% um, in a group of 589 college students undergoing routine exam and 22% in a group of 614 patients presenting to a sexual medicine clinic. So in addition to non-surgical license of adhesions, there are other treatment options available for clitoral adhesions. Um, these include a surgical um, excision of the adhesions. So you actually go to the operating room um, versus non-surgical lysis would be done in the office as well as manually stretching exercises to loosen the adhesions. It's important for you to discuss all available treatment options with your healthcare provider to determine kind of what the best course of action for you. But I think that the key is to find the right provider who can do your exam and can help to guide you. <clears throat> so let's talk about what it actually looks like for, to have the non-surgical lysis of adhesions done in the office. So you would come in and we would put numbing cream on the clitoris clitoral hood region and wait 20 to 30 minutes and re-examine and make sure that everything is numb and that you're comfortable. And once that's done, simply with some little magnifying glasses on 
um, the doctor is going to come and work at the clitoral region where we're pulling back that clitoral hood, retracting and using little tiny mosquito forceps to um, open that space between the glands and the clitoral hood. And that's it. And it's pretty exciting to see the the reveal at the end, like the drastic change. And you're like, oh, there's normal anatomy. I recognize that. Um, the We've done a handful in the office so far and patients are very pleased with the results. They have no downtime um, checking on them day after procedure and they have no discomfort or pain. Um, sometimes we'll recommend that they do a sitz baths, but typically they're just going on with their, their typical regimen of um, estrogen cream and retracting over the next week. So in conclusion, clitoral adhesions are common, yet they're often overlooked condition that can have significant impact on women's sexual function and quality of life. Recent research has shown that non-surgical lysis of adhesions is highly effective treatment option for clitoral adhesions with a success rate over 90%. Women who experience symptoms of clitoral adhesions should consult with their healthcare provider to determine the best course of treatment for their individual needs. I hope you find this helpful, and if you have any concerns about your own anatomy, and if you're having any discomfort with sex or any concerns about genital arousal, then please seek us out at Sky Women's Health. We'll be happy to help you with this. Until next week, be well. All right, Sky community, thank you for listening to another episode. This episode was sponsored by Sky Women's Health. As a reminder, we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and we help relieve back pain and pelvic pain in pregnancy and beyond. If you are pregnant and having pain and you feel like you have no reliable way to relieve it, look us up at skywomenshealth.com, request an appointment, and we'll call to get you scheduled. As a board-certified OB-GYN with a Neuromusculoskeletal Medicine Fellowship, I help you realign with hands-on drug-free treatment and relieve pain on the spot without medication. We'll help you maintain these results through your pregnancy and postpartum period. Every pregnant person deserves this, and we are so excited to serve you. You can find us on our website, as mentioned, or on social at Sky Women's Health, or you can call the office at 817-915-9803. That's it for today. Until next week, be well.